everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 282nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we do have another extended edition of one of the segments that we presented in our Jurassic June livestream. Today, you're going to be hearing Dinoscore, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise, from me and Caleb Burnett, we're going to be talking all about the Jurassic World Dominion score. So we analyzed like each and every photo, uh, every snippet that was released uh, in the past few months. And we just had a, a great time really, really dissecting and diving deep into uh, everything we could spot on the images. And whether it was the sheet music or the stuff in the backgrounds or whatever the case may be, we really sifted into it. Uh, the title of the track, Alan for Granted. So there's there's so many things to analyze. And uh, we finally brought back Dinoscore. Uh, which is a segment that we started so long ago, and I'm very, very excited to kind of bring it back here today. So I hope you guys really, really dig this one. But before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Over on our website, uh, last week, Tom Jurassic wrote up a great article about those Jurassic Park sneakers that have been floating around everywhere uh, from Reebok. So please go check out his article there. He has all the images uh, and all the information as far as when you can get them and how you can get them. So please go check out that article over on JurassicParkPodcast.com. Next up, over to YouTube, I wanted to showcase a few different things we worked on recently. I did a toy hunt that released, so please go check out that one. I found what was, you know, what was available at Walmart. It's been a long time since I've been there, so I wanted to see what kind of Jurassic stuff they have. Also this week, we're still releasing uh, the mini segments from the live stream, so please check out my conversation with Caleb. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a much uh, shorter version of what you're going to hear here today. Uh, the one on YouTube is about 34 minutes and this one is much longer, uh, much more extended. And then also you'll get to hear from Mike Spires. Uh, his episode debuted a few weeks ago, I believe. Uh, actually, no, that was at the beginning of June. Sorry about that. Um, but we do have the mini segment here uh, coming up this week over on YouTube. Also, I do want to give a shout out to Mattel uh, for sending me the uh, Comic-Con exclusive Ray Arnold final scene figure. I have the box right here next to me i uh, i just got it today i have not had a chance to open it up but that will also be available on youtube as well when i finally do uh get to open that up and unbox it and take a look at the figure itself so please keep an eye out on our uh, on our socials and over on youtube for the video when it actually debuts and again thank you so much to mattel for including us in these types of things and uh, i always always appreciate uh, anything that you guys send over so thank you so much 
And lastly here, I just wanted to give a shout out to Daniel Steven. I know he has been working tirelessly on a Jurassic Park 3 podcast. Uh, it's like a bunch of episodes. I think like eight episodes. Uh, two of them are up right now. I think it's just the intro and episode one. Um, and he did this all because, well, it's Jurassic Park 3's 20th anniversary. So happy anniversary to Jurassic Park 3 uh, that just passed over the weekend. You know, it's a, it's an interesting film. It's it's one that's very, very interesting to celebrate. I know a lot of people have harsh feelings towards that movie. It, it has very much grown for me over the past, well, 20 years. <laughs> oh my gosh, jeez. Well, you know, back then it didn't really sit well with me, but over the years I've come to really appreciate it and, and, uh, and really love this one. So... Go check out uh, Daniel Stevens' podcast, and he's he has so many interviews with people who uh, worked on it, and of course fans, and and just so many different uh, people who are who are just interested in Jurassic Park three or worked on it. And I think it's going to be really really interesting to get some some in depth stories from maybe people we haven't heard before, maybe get some ideas that we haven't heard before, and uh, any kind of information on Jurassic Park three is just you know, super invaluable because we don't we don't really know a ton. I mean, you know, we know how much trouble it was to get that film off the ground and we know a little bit about the backstory, but like it'll be great to know a lot more about it. So please go to our show notes where I will include the episodes there, the links there. So please go check out Stuck on Sorna. Uh, that is actually his handle on Twitter at Stuck on Sorna. So please go check out Daniel Stevens podcast. Uh, and yeah, I think you'll I think you'll all really, really dig it. But that about does it for the intro, and I am very, very excited to be uh, heading back to one of our musical endeavors with Caleb Burnett. So please join me in welcoming back Dinoscore, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise. that has been a, a long time I guess in the not in the making per se but a long time coming uh, we we should have gotten to this segment a very long time ago and had intentions of recording so many uh, different things over the over the course of time and that's Dino score the music of the Jurassic Park franchise and I am here with Caleb Burnett how you doing Caleb Woo, I am great I'm great good to be here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I I uh, I I wish we uh, had the opportunity to do much more, and you know, I think from this point on, maybe we can. <laughs> Hopefully, I think um, we can. I, I I think life. I think life has settled down a little bit. Like yeah, I don't know. That's so. that's been the thing. I, I know we had intentions of recording together. You playing like you know the piano and 
us talking about the scores, John Williams, Michael Giacchino, Don Davis, all that stuff. And and now um, Leo uh, Bieren, Bierenberg, right? Am I, I forget. I'm, I'm blanking on his name. That's how I say it. Okay. Bierenberg, yeah. Okay. So. Um, yeah, and for Camp Cretaceous. And, and yeah, there's so much to talk about, but we just haven't because of, obviously because of COVID, we were not able to, I was not able to travel up to New York. And then by that time, you know, like, you're like, all right, by New York, peace out. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna you, say you, I you... I live in a new place now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The commute up to uh, to your location these days is not gonna be as easy for me. But um, <laughs> yeah. but that's that's what the uh, wonderful internet is for to be able to uh, to record again and, and figure out how we can do this. Um, but I'm yeah. excited because there is a lot to talk about, and this is kind of one of the things that you know I know we wanted to do eventually was to talk about you know, what's in store for the future of the Jurassic franchise, something like Jurassic World Dominion, which is, you know, now coming out uh, June 2022. And we are, as of this recording, we're, we're a few weeks post getting some of the first, you know, glimpses at the score for Jurassic World Dominion. So we did want to talk about that today. So, you know, that that was definitely going to be one of the utilizations of this this segment to to discuss you know, any kind of snippets or, you know, analyze anything. We have a bunch of pictures that we can look at today and just kind of look at those details, check out some time signatures, maybe uh, maybe get a glimpse at some notes or titles. I don't know. There's a lot of fun things out there right now. And uh, yeah. it should be fun. It should be fun to look at some of those details, right? Totally. We can uh, look at uh, score sheets and say, oh, this is in 4-4. You know, what else is in 4-4? <laughs> Do do things like that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, we're going to have to, like, expand upon things and maybe, like, let people know uh, some of these, you know, terms and, you know, musical, you know, jargon, I guess. Because uh, when you're looking yeah. at, like, sheet music or stuff like that, sometimes it's kind of hard. You know, I, I play music and I have no clue how to, like, read music, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fault. Yeah, I, I, I've always I'm wanted to. I'm a musician to, but... and I, you know... I, sometimes I have no idea what I'm doing either, so it's okay. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> we can we can explain, like, in simple terms, some musical stuff. And, I mean, a lot of those pictures and teases and stuff that have been shared are, like, specifically you can't really tell what's on the page yeah. too much, which is, which is fine. So, yeah. It's, it's a completely different set of skills because typically when a uh, – uh, you know, a set picture or something from behind the scenes of of the film is shared. We're all looking for details. You know, I remember when they released that picture of like an uh, in-gen container or something like that, and it looked like it was part mm -hmm. of an old facility. We're checking out the details on the ground, on the wall, uh, the knickknacks and things that are all over the place, and we're just parsing yeah. out every possible detail. So that's a, that's a bit easier. This is is a different kind of thing. Where there's not much to gather from it. It's not like, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe you you looked at it and, and played a few notes and thought, that sounds good. I like the way that he's going there. But uh, there's, yeah, there's that, much that less first, for the, yeah That first little score sheet that Giacchino shared, you could only see, like, the bottom of the... Oh, there we go. The bottom of the big orchestra page, which is typically the string section... And so I was, I mean, maybe TMI, but I was in bed when he tweeted that. <laughs> and I immediately, I immediately 
got up and came in here to my studio and sat down at my piano and like tried to figure out sort of what was going on. And it's, it's hard that I think we'll talk about that specific one probably, but that one, there wasn't too much that you could take from it, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. At (laughs) that point, uh, you know, they released a few pictures, uh, you know, either between him and Colin, there was some back and forth going on and uh, we didn't hear anything at that point. Right. So it's like, we have no idea what, what's going to be, you know, in the film. And I remember, Back when this this point in time, like when Fallen Kingdom was was in production, and he released those those epic, you know, it was like just portions. One thing that kind of sounded like Jaws, and we were all parsing that out. Like, how does this pertain to what's going on? Is this a cliffhanger? <laughs> what is this moment in time? And uh, I guess you know that was an interesting one. Looking back on it, uh, you know, obviously I'm sure you remember, but there was that 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 cue that's like boom. Boom, 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 boom. And it just kind of built, you know, to this like big moment. And it sounded like a big cliffhangery thing. But I I think looking back, that was like the opening track, I believe, on on the score, if I remember correctly. Something at least similar to that one, right? Yeah. So we didn't know it at the time, but like the music at like the end of that little tease is is the Fallen Kingdom like theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so in that in that video, if I remember correctly, it's like Jaquino and uh, J. A. Bayona in the in the studio, and they're like making face, making weird faces, and like <laughs> reacting to the music. And yeah, that one was fun. Like I I remember thinking like someone is gonna die in this scene. Like this is this is intense. And uh, no, I th- I'm pretty sure that it, that ended up being like the end of the end credits suite, like right before there's that, the pteranodons in Las Vegas or whatever. I think that's what that ended up being from. But, yeah. 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 Cause, cause I'm, I know in the beginning of the movie that that track is, um, I'm blanking on the name of that one. Um, but you this know, it's kind of makes me Jurassic. There you go. Right there. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's so good because it's, it's like the, the, the T-Rex is just there in the shadows and it's coming forth and then, you know, it, everything breaks out and it's pretty intense. But yeah, then uh, utilized again, right, in the uh, end credit sequence. And that, man, that end credit sequence is so good. Uh, but it also, makes me, it also makes me think about when he, they released, like, the teasers for Jurassic World. And I remember, like, there was a bunch. They released, um, I don't even remember, actually, did we get little teasers? I don't know if we did. I think we just actually got full tracks uh late late in the production this was only like a few weeks before the movie came out um yeah i if i remember correctly jurassic world like the first tease we really got was jacchino went on a radio show that's in pennsylvania and he he played a track or two mm. um and and part of it was um oh my mind is blanking on the name i, but, I remember um, it's the it's the cue when they are, when Claire and Masrani are flying in the helicopter, that's okay. the that's as, the cue. I'm trying to <laughs> as the Jurassic World turns right. So that yes, yes, yes. I remember that was there. I believe um, the Dimorphodon shuffle because there was one track that was like two tracks together, and it was like this feels like two different things completely. And then it turned out it was um, that might have been that. And then I remember we I think we got two other things, and it was I believe it was Nine to Survival Job. And the park is closed. Yeah. And I remember those two tracks. I was I, I called those spot on and I was like, Nine to Survival Job feels like the end of the movie, just with that, you know, insane ending. And then 
the next track, the park is closed, really feels like it's the credits of the film. And it, yep. it turned out exactly that way. And I, I just always remember that, you know, that was like literally at the very start of, of the podcast, maybe like episode three. Um, and now yeah. we're like, you know, getting close to 300. Um, so, well, main episodes, we're way past that total. But um, but yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stuff makes me think about, you know, what we're, what we've got here. And I know we do have a few snippets. We'll take a listen in a little bit, but it's so minimal. Yeah. I feel like this time around, it's like, the These are, yeah. smallest <laughs> sliver of 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 uh score and and we're like what is it what does it mean where does this belong and uh and yeah. some fun things to go along with it so uh, i do want to bring up uh or go ahead if yeah you i something there. no i just want to say real quick like i love how involved both trevoro and biona are in the process mm-hmm. like um biona's in that tease video like we talked about like this time around, Trevoro had to take a very big role in this because Giacchino couldn't travel over to London where they were recording. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that, that's a big deal, like, to be a liaison over there. And you're, you are the person who is really <laughs> in charge of making sure this sounds the way you want it to and, <gasps> and all that kind of stuff because the composer just literally can't. I mean, just yeah. because of the pandemic, which is what it is, but like he, he can't be there, and that's that's hard. But like it, it speaks to like I mean, I, I as a composer, I really appreciate that because like it speaks to who Colin Trevorrow is that he he is trusted to to be there and be that person, and so and yeah. he, and he's the one sharing more music pieces too. So it's it's really incredible what they've been able to do. Um, I think. Uh, somewhere within these conversations, I know Michael Giacchino uh, did a lot of back and forth with people while these pictures were being posted and everything. So go through his Twitter and just take a look at everything he's saying because there's so much in there. I think he had said typically like this kind of film would be about, uh, was it like five to eight days, somewhere in that range, eight days, something like that. Uh, I forget somewhere yeah, I think somewhere in that five, range. Five days is five days. typically like how long it would take to record, and this time it was taking twice that. Because yeah, it was yeah, it was ten days. I think he said right. That. Yeah, that's yeah, ten days though. Just like I know that's not the time it took to write it, but it it might it might be. Who knows? You know, he wrote Rogue One in like a few weeks or something, and it's just like what? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> crazy. but ten days to record this just sounds, you know, very ambitious. Even even though it's longer than than normal, but in this certain circumstance, right. that is incredible to have Colin in 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 L A. Uh, in not in L A. in London, and uh, Giacchino out around here, and just like working through zoom and try or whatever they're doing trying to get this thing they've got a conductor out there doing doing all the moves and conducting the orchestra there so it's it's incredible what they what they're able to do and and it's not like it's going to be like well it doesn't sound as good because they did it this way it's going to sound amazing it's going to be incredible and absolutely yeah yeah i mean it you know at giacchino spent many months writing the music and then you have him and all of the people who prepare it, you know, printing out scores and making sure the scores are are correct and look right and bound together and, mm-hmm. you know, are are for the right people and labeled correctly. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. And so there's all of that. And then, you know, it's with with the different pandemic restrictions now, all of that as well, just logistically in the whole process. And then 
you know, I'm, I'm happy that like, you know, universal and everyone else in charge was, was willing to say yes, like take all the time you need, do everything mm -hmm. you need to like, because it's, you know, it's, it's not to put it in a few words. It's not cheap to, you know, have that many musicians and be at Abbey road yeah. and do all of that. And so I, I'm, I'm really glad that they said, yes, take, take 10 days. That's double the time it usually would take, but, but yes, still do it. And so I, I'm yeah. glad they like valued the music and the process that much. So, yeah, you know, I hope they come out with some sort of behind the scenes, whether it is just like a, a variety or empire article or something like that. They've been doing these articles every few months. It seems like that kind of showcase what things have been like during the pandemic and how safe we were and, 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 you know, just the protocols and all that good stuff behind the scenes during this time period here. So we just got one the other day that, that kind of, or, you know, as of this recording, it was just the other day, but it would be great to have one for this movie and the, the score sessions and just to showcase how that worked because it's, it is kind of like a, it's a new process i mean i'm sure this has happened before in certain circumstances but um sure but it would be great to kind of get some insight into that and just you know have some awesome pictures maybe some snippets or whatever the case may be just some inside details into yeah. what it's like to to you know record an orchestra where people you know i don't know you know i know when i was in the high school band there's like trumpets spitting all over the place and like all like, like who knows like how <laughs> safe it is i have no idea what it's like in that room sure. but you know, it's it's an interesting process, and I think a lot of people would be really interested in in learning about that. Oh yeah, I I'd love to see like a uh, you know scoring a blockbuster film during a pandemic sort of you know a, a feature mm -hmm. article or you know a, I mean even if it's like a short documentary style thing of how it went and what the whole process was and all of that yeah. um, that would that would be like awesome because I feel like I mean they keep talking about how Jurassic world dominion was one of the first fi big mm. films to go back into production. Yeah. And so I feel like it was, it's one of the first big blockbuster films to do the giant orchestra recording session too, probably. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, it's one of the first ones that's, that gets this much attention too. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope we get something. I've I've honestly been really hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that that Colin has had some sort of, you know, handheld camera that he's been carrying around or literally just his cell phone. I don't care. I just want like footage from their hotel stay where they all stayed together. I want like a major yes. documentary <laughs> included in this DVD or whatever because you know, Star Wars has been pretty good Take about including money. it. I will pay anything for that. Seriously. <laughs> like, uh, how awesome would that be just to see the inside of that hotel and the day-to-day -day where, like, all the cast is living together? Um, you know, that is super <laughs> cool. That's, a, like, a, how often does that happen, you know, where everybody is just, like, a family? They're literally doing Halloween together, like, going door-to-door -door with, with, like, Jeff Goldblum's kids and stuff. It's, like... It's it's a really yeah. special thing, and then I think you could attach on to like the full process of you know I know we're months and months away from uh, the filming process, but like to know about the scoring and all that stuff, you could add that in there too. I think, like I said, Star Wars has been really good about releasing these behind the scenes documentaries over the past I think two films. Um, so 
you know, we deserve one, Colin. I hope you, I hope you filmed. I hope, <laughs> I hope nobody just like let that whole thing go and didn't, didn't take yeah. it in and didn't film it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, as far as like trumpets and brass instruments spitting and stuff, <laughs> um, I, so the way around that, that I've seen, because last, last May I recorded with an orchestra in Sydney, Australia remotely, like, mm -hmm not nearly as big a deal, but like same process. And so it's the way around the trumpet spitting <laughs> is spacing, uh -huh. like just spacing them out is it usually does the trick, but I've also seen orchestras, you know, r rigging something or like inventing something to put on the end of brass instruments that sort of prevents the, the spray. Huh? But yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, look, like we've seen so many different protocols, not even just like in an orchestra setting, but like other places, you know, that you would go or a theme park or whatever it is. And like in a studio like that, you can't really mess too much because you want to ca capture the audio a certain way. And if you have like yeah. reflective material all over the place, that's going to, you know, bounce the sound around it. It might not record the same way. So I feel like it's got to be a really special circumstance to to get the uh, the work in there and. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd, businesses I'd have uh, masks required signs and uh, recording studios have you must put something on the end of your trumpet. Signs, <laughs> so. Well, in this session, uh, which we'll get to in a minute, but I know the uh, the orchestra had uh, had something else in mind when it came to putting putting things on. So we'll get to that in a little <laughs> yeah. bit. But uh, all right. So let's take a look here. Let's dive into some some images here. So I've got up uh, the first, I think this is the first thing, uh, scoring at Jurassic World Dominion uh, in London from my studio in LA with this week. Strange way to do it, but it's working great. We have Colin Trevorrow with boots on the ground in the UK watching the incredible London players do their thing. So I know this is one of those pictures where like everybody's like, I think I can make out uh sam neil in a monitor in a blurry <laughs> background back there but like there's really nothing that you can see in this image um oh and yeah I know they were they were very careful about what what was captured in the, yeah. in the picture i i assure you but this i think this is the one that i got up and came in here and sat at the piano and like saved the image and pulled it over and zoomed in as far as I could and tried to make out like what the, what the strings were playing. And it's, it's nothing like there's no themes or, or anything. I think it's just the, the strings are either supporting something else that's going on mm -hmm. with some other instruments or it's, you know, it's, it's in between themes or something, but yeah. And, that, and that's on purpose. They didn't want to share. <laughs> didn't want to share anything too crazy, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's like that kind of instrumentation that like it's there to support and and to you feel it but you don't necessarily hear it in a way like you kind of like just feel the the background of of certain segments so yeah i could understand how oh, yeah. you, you playing that wouldn't really turn uh, like amount to very much because sometimes if you you sometimes you really got to dig down and like listen in you're like oh oh my god i never really noticed that part in the back there that's actually pretty beautiful <laughs> so yeah i feel like that happens a lot um Definitely. So is that the next picture there that I have? Okay, yeah. So following up that uh, on their progress, actually, he says, we have a title for a track. And mm. this is this is crazy. I love it so much. <laughs> Alan, Alan for granted. 
how cool mm-hmm. is that? We have no notes. <laughs> Just yeah, a lot so, of, uh, you know, blank space. <laughs> silence. Yeah, I mean, and this, so this picture, the Yelling for Granted picture, that that's the top of the orchestral score sheet. So mm-hmm. there could be something going on down at the bottom with the strings or something, and maybe we'll find out later. But um, this cue, um, I... I have a couple of composer friends who I, you know, when something like this is on social media, I send them the picture and it's like, <laughs> look at this music. Like, what yeah. do you think? Because, you know, they, they see, we see things that each other misses at times on score sheets or whatever. And so my friend of mine, his name's Dallin. He pointed out something really interesting with this Q title, because a lot of people saw this title and they were like, Oh, I like, something's going to happen to Alan or he's going to die or, or whatever. And <laughs> my, and I, you know, I obviously hope that doesn't happen, but of course, um, my, my, yeah. my friend Dallin pointed out, he's like, no one ever listens to Alan. Like he, he tries to share wisdom, like, please yeah. don't do this or, or yeah. whatever it is. And people don't listen. And so that, that's really what this title I think is like, wow. Alan is like saying like, this is a bad idea or like why did you do this? And they, people don't listen that. I mean, it's, it's going to happen again. <laughs> so I like, I like that. And th- see, that is the type of conversation we, we need to have. It's like, where else would you get that kind of like insight? And that is amazing. Alan for granted, it's just, everybody's taking him for granted and not, you know, following up, uh, you know, on his advice, which it, it's so funny because that's what Jurassic Park was right. Like they brought out these scientists to tell them what they think about this place, and then every time they tried to tell them, nobody cared. Nobody listened. They nope. just argued with them. They said, well, "We we brought you here, you know, and like you, you, you're going to side with the blood sucking lawyer." Like it just every time, every time. It's so funny how that works. So I hope. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, it would kind of be you know, typical, it would be thematically, you know, accurate, I guess, for, for somebody to not listen to him still at this point. Um, and that would be interesting. Yeah. Like, like who is I not mean, listening? You think, you know, this is wild that's insight, what, but that's what Jurassic Park three is about too. He's like, yeah, y'all, this is a bad idea. Don't <laughs> land on this Island, please. <laughs> like, and yeah. they don't listen. But like, um, no, even, the, even further, the, he's like, he's on the plane. He's like, so everybody, if you look out this side and it's like, guys, I'm trying to tell you that if there's Brachiosaurus <laughs> over here and nobody's listening to him, <laughs> no one, they don't, they don't care. Um, <laughs> that's going to happen again. Like, yeah, seriously. Um, but the, the 2M19A that refers, that's a, that's a Q number, but it's also a real number as far as like where it is in the film, the film, the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so the the low beginning number there at in that title like yeah c- could suggest that this is pretty early on in the film um okay. but it it could be you know they could put it somewhere else or it could be somewhere else that's kind of hit or miss but yeah 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 i um th- i like that idea that this is early on and maybe it's like you know kind of like um we need you to do this thing or we need your help on something. And then he's just like, why, why would I do that? Why would I, why would I help out still? I tried time right. and time again and, and yeah. no, nothing mattered. And that's when like, Owen's like, well, look, look, Grant, we need you. I'm going to listen to you. I swear. And then later on, he doesn't listen to him. I, I can see it happening. 
honestly, like the thought that just occurred to me is like, you know, maybe there's a a disagreement among mm-hmm. among main characters in the beginning, and it's like that's I mean they they sort of take separate paths to to begin, and it's like oh we we took this for granted, and now like we're not on a team at the moment. But yeah, I don't know. Dep- depends on like what what they're gonna do. But yeah, yeah, you know, Michael Chikino has has really been funny and on the nose with all of his titling uh, of his tracks you know it's not like john williams just saying you know this is whatever t-rex encounter or whatever it's (laughs) like it's not it's not like those kind of days where you kind of knew exactly what he was trying to say uh it was going to be but this is like it gives a lot of insight it's not uh it's not Gon's death or whatever that that cue <laughs> oh, Gon's noble end or yeah. whatever it was yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like you know bury the hatchling the first track off of jurassic world it's like okay i mean that makes sense like you know we now we know after watching the movie that the indominus killed its sibling so you're gonna have to bury the hatchling like that okay that works mm-hmm. um you know clearly his first rodeo uh, stuff like that, like these things are like super insightful to the tracks or to the to the movie. Um, oh yeah, I remember like a, a month or two before Fallen Kingdom came out, the the track titles of the score were were either yeah. leaked or they were released mm-hmm. or something. And uh, the Neo Jurassic Age, you know, is towards the end. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's what. And it's I like reading that i was like oh, okay this is like <laughs> you had an idea like where this was gonna go you didn't mm. know how but like you had an idea so yeah it's yeah it's it's um it, some of them are just really on the nose but um i guess from a perspective of i have not seen this movie yet i still don't want to risk it even though I, I i have not seen a movie i, I still don't want to read those titles and have some sort yeah. of inkling in the back of my mind because i i don't just read it and say, oh, that's a cool title. I read it, and then I do what we do, which is just, you know, go yeah. crazy. Jurassic Pillow Talk. I mean, okay. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, uh, let's yeah. see. How to Pick a Lockwood. Um, you Can Be So Hard-Headed. Okay, we know exactly what these are, like what moments these are in the film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Alan, for granted, I think I think you guys are onto something there. So so bravo to your, your friend for... for looking into that because i i didn't necessarily like think about the meaning all all too much um but uh i i love that do you think do you think it has to do with maybe ellie and, and alan in a way because maybe she took him for granted Ooh. or something like that i think that could be an interesting I, way to go i did not even think about that but what does she but... say she says something in jurassic park 3 you are always the best or something along those she... lines right uh i forget his name i think his first name is john on twitter but he tweeted that clip today of you know ellie talking to alan in the car uh-huh. before he drives off and uh just tugs at the heartstrings every time but like yeah she says you're you're still the best i'm here if, if you ever need anything yeah call me and oh man i i hadn't even like i hadn't even thought about that how it could relate to ellie so yeah, wow. look, yeah. I know I know a lot of people want 
Mark Degler to just disappear, you know, her <laughs> husband from Jurassic Park 3. Um, so maybe this is her first, you know, inkling of saying like, you know, I always did take him for granted. Um, maybe we should just get back together. <laughs> I have no I idea, mean, but it's it, it's possible, yeah. I think. Mar- marriages, marriages end every day. Sometimes it just doesn't work. So, and sometimes Sorry, it's Mark. it's so that Ellie and Alan can get back together. So. Oh, oh gosh. Okay, that's the way it's gonna be. Let's <laughs> let's move yeah. on to the next picture here. This is day four that I have. I think that was the next one uh, of Jurassic yeah. World Dominion scoring sessions, recording at Abbey Road in London, and monitoring uh, from my studio in L.A. So, uh, this is an interesting one. I mean, I I've been looking because he actually utilized this figure this little he and and michael giacchino is hugely into like tiki culture and and stuff like that so this is like absolutely like a tiki t-rex which i think is pretty awesome um yeah so i i've seen him use this thing in a lot of the pictures that i think we we are seeing in videos or whatever so i just wonder what that means first off i'm like does this is this some sort of hint towards it being a t-rex you know uh track or anything like that um what do you think on on the t-rex do you think anything is it is is it insightful or just something he had laying around (laughs) uh to me i mean he's a if you've ever seen like there there's that picture of him with kermit and he you can see the background (laughs) of his studio a little bit he's got shelves like you and i do yeah and he's in i mean he's got lots of toys and tiki (laughs) stuff and so i feel like to me this was just you know his the the tiki t-rex that's that's a fun term to say the tiki (laughs) t-rex was like his companion (laughs) his companion for the scoring like just just his his buddy every day like you know the tiki t-rex was overseeing the score to make sure it was it was right for a jurassic film yeah it's like a little so. part of Jurassic, you know, could finally be here with me, even though I couldn't be out there in London. Um, yeah, I feel like this, I mean, this photo and the other photos with the Tiki T-Rex, like, they could have been any score mm-hmm. that he was recording without the Tiki T-Rex. And the Tiki T-Rex is there and you you know it's, we're recording for a Jurassic film. So yeah. it just makes, it makes the photo and yeah, so. So... I, I don't know what we can really get from this image. Tell me about this real quick, because on the side, you see the little tabs, and there's, I, I'm not sure, are those, they look like time, you know, the time of, of a track. I, I don't know. But, uh, and then those we also are, have the notes and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot going on on that orchestral score page. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I, I don't remember if I really zoomed in and tried to play it, any of that, but it, it seems like some pretty chaotic music going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, the the tabs on the side. So it those looks are AM fifty eight, eight M fifty seven, and it just goes down. Yeah. It, you know, back to nine M sixty seven. So the Allen for granted cue was two M nineteen A. Yeah. And so where and on the side of this score, we're on eight M. So where that means we've, farther we've in. moved forward a little bit. Um, those it, are, you know, those are either you know, cue cue markings, you know, separate cues that we're recording, or they're different, you know, s- spots in the score of the film that we want to like 
record as as segments mm-hmm. or uh, or you know some variation of that um sure a score like this is gonna be thick it's it's lo- it's gonna be long and it's a lot of music so i mean the alan for granted cue might have been in a completely complete other scorebook uh-huh. and now we're on day four so we're in we're in the second scorebook just so that it you know they they split it up so that it's not one giant thing and <laughs> yeah. so i mean this this book you know maybe it's two books the alan one was in the first book and this is in the second book and that's it or, or it's you know it's it's a massive score it might have taken might have taken three books I, don't, I mean i don't know so yeah and so for those those side numbers you say it's it's just telling us where in the film or, or something like that so is the m what does that yeah. stand for is that just a minute or or just an m uh, <laughs> it's sort of i mean people do cue numbers differently mm-hmm. i mean it could re- it could refer to like a specific the the reel that they're on or like it's or it's a way to separate you know mm-hmm. sections it's section eight part this or you know yeah. so it's like okay. a way to separate those two numbers so in when i've done cue numbers before uh we put the m at the beginning okay or like we had a a number and then a two letters or and then more numbers i mean it can refer to like i mean maybe they have a and i'm just speculating here but like (laughs) maybe they have a like a title for different sections of the film and it's referring to that or it's referring to some some code word that they have or or you know some designation like in that sense you know like sometimes you'll you'll put an abbreviation of you know the the studio you're at or the film you're working on or or the queue or the set yeah i mean it, yeah. it could mean a lot of things but but the but the numbers are are referring to generally where where in the film and where in the score they are so I'm looking at the logo. I, I like the attention to detail that the Jurassic logo is is on every tab, and I'm yeah. like, is it is, is it like it kind of doesn't exactly look like the Jurassic World logo. It kind of looks like a different dinosaur. I don't know. It's hard to say. Now I'm just looking way too deep into <laughs> these, these are things. The, these are the things that people like you and I like zoom in and look at. What um, does it all mean? I don't, yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't know. It could be, you know, on on like film crew T-shirts and materials, you know, they'll they'll take the yeah. Jurassic logo and put different words in it yeah. or, or different stuff. And so they, they could be doing that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wonder if you know, it could be like the, the production name um, Arcadia, right, or something along those lines. But yeah, I think we've seen it like with Ancient Futures, which they did for Fallen Kingdom. So. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's this image. Let's move over to Instagram. Uh, Colin Trevorrow uploaded a picture here, recording at Abbey Road with Distance, Michael Giacchino, Ooh. and guest. And that guest is Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Hi ho there. Yes. Giacchino's got the got the quarantine beard going on. <laughs> so it's true. I love it. He looks like he he's like shocked at whatever's happening. Him and Kermit are both just glazed. You know, their eyes are glazed over. Yeah. Well, and look how I I just noticed this just now, but like look how thick that book he's holding is. Oh yeah, pretty substantial. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, so yeah, not too much to tell from this. It's funny. He's got his little uh, Kermit the Frog there. Um, I love it. It's awesome. And that orchestra see... is is big, and mm-hmm. that's the. I mean, that looks like you know that's where Avengers Endgame was recorded, and you know tons of other uh, great scores. So it's gonna sound awesome. Yeah, and it looks like you know the you can see a conductor down there, and the screen would be behind him. I I don't think I'm I don't think I have it here, but I, I know I think he actually shared it or somebody shared like an actual frame from the movie, and I was like, was it? Were you supposed to share that? I don't know. Um, oh yeah, it was it was uh, somebody who was in the recording booth or somebody in London, and it was like a, a frame of Claire, right? Yeah, yeah, and it, you know. We can't really tell too much going on there, but it was just, it was Claire. It was, it was cool to see. Um, But I don't know. I don't think in this image, it's cool. It's cool to see on the right side of the screen where Jaquino is like all the participants in that zoom. (laughs) I was just looking at Um, that. I actually was like, Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, I mean, Frank, Frank Marshall and maybe even Steven Spielberg, but I mean, People from Universal and producers and all kinds of people are in there mm-hmm. probably. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's starting to look like uh, you know a Twitter Spaces or or Clubhouse uh, yeah. recording right there. Just tons of people. Hey, can I talk <laughs> for a little bit? Um, oh, we're trying to record something. So Kermit has heard the Jurassic World Dominion score, so I'm 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 yeah that he has heard it first. So <sighs> you know. Sometimes it's it's better to be green, I guess. But uh, the next one, he's a reptile. One... He's a reptile. He's <laughs> I guess yeah, that counts. It, you know, technically, the reason for all the chaos is because of him, right? Is he's, he's he's got that frog DNA. So, it... <laughs> <True>. <laughs> uh, we have day six of Jurassic World Dominion scoring sessions, long distance edition, uh, L.A. to Abbey Road in London. Score uh, remote scoring is quite different experience, but it's working out perfectly so far. Um, and is this two pictures? Yes, it's two pictures. Um, you got some Zoom participants and then the orchestra. Uh, I, I don't know what's the up top T-Rex. there. Tiki T-Rex, of course. I was just looking around him. I forgot he was even there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tiki T-Rex. We're, uh, the, the, one, the 116 at the top there, that's that's most likely a, uh, a measure number, a bar number. Okay. So they're, they're in the, they're deep into a queue, let's say that. So. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's going on on the screen because you see the orchestra down below. I don't know if like is it the orchestra also up top? Is that like a a timpani or something right there that I can see in that gold uh, next to the one sixteen? Yeah, I, I I can't really tell. It kind of looks like a either a percussion instrument or a mic screen or something like that. But yeah, that's <laughs> or one of those those or- things in front of the, the trumpets. Oh. Yeah, the trumpet thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the trumpet spit blocker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we have this also here. Um, so this one says 9M67, it looks like, up top. So yeah, we're a little, little bit farther. farther in. A little yeah. bit farther. And, uh, yeah, lots of notes. Lots of notes. Anything anything uh, of note for this This one? is another one that I sort of uh, sat down and tried to decipher. There's, there's not – I mean, there's not any, like, decipherable themes in this uh-huh. page or anything, but um, – on the left, under what looks like bar 98, you'll see uh, under some of the notes, you'll see an FP, mm-hmm. and that means forte piano in, in music language. 
which and then right after the FP, there's a there's a crescendo marking um, that's smaller and then opens to be bigger. Um, and then at the other end of that, there's a FF, a double F, which mean in music language means fortissimo, which means very loud. Yeah. So forte piano means you sort of start quiet and then swell into this really loud thing. Um, and so, yeah, this is, this is going to be some, some exciting music or some action music for sure. Mm -hmm. And then right after you get to the double F, the very loud, there's a rest. So it's silent for a second and then back to FP again. So sort of quiet and then swelling into something loud again. So this is going to be, you know, some, I mean, maybe it's some horror music if we're starting quiet and then swelling into something huge yeah. or it's action music probably. So. Yeah. And, and if it's any, you know, kind of consolation for what we're going to hear in a little bit, like that is loud. It's very loud. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, that, I was just thinking that I don't, yeah, I don't know if, if this is like what corresponds with what Trevor shared, but it's, it's definitely the same kind of music. So. Yeah, earlier we saw a little bit of four four in there, um, so I think that was the only thing. What was? Yeah, you can't. I can't really see what else we got. Four four over there. Um, yeah, yeah. So then we got uh, some some two eight six eight two eight and six eight. Uh, so actually, uh, so yeah. Let me so just read that real quick. It said, uh, "This is the last eight. day. Last day of scoring." Oh, cool. No, I was just gonna say so the you know the two eight and the six eight are next to each other like that probably so that you know to so that it's exact and the music fits exactly with with whatever is going on on screen and if mm -hmm. you know if the the timing of the music needed to shift really quickly there and so that's that's why that is like that right there and it's yeah. it's big just for people who may not know it's big so that it's easier for the conductor to read and it's easy for the musicians to read so. Yeah, and it it does say I think it says big and bold down there. Uh, a little blurry, but uh, so I can't, yeah, I can't tell what that first word is, but it says something big and bold. Yeah, so I, I was wondering and maybe that it too. says old, old big, old big and bold. I don't know. <laughs> dinosaurs are old, but <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, can't really tell what else uh, is going on here, but um, f uh, faster. I don't know. I'm trying to read things. Uh, on the yeah, we're uh, right uh, on the right side of that big six eight. There's F's going mm -hmm. all the way down the score, which means forte, which is loud. Okay. So, um, yeah, again, it's it's either you know large, beautiful music, or maybe it's some action music. I don't know. Yeah. So this was the last day of scoring for Jurassic World Dominion. It's been an incredible 10 days with the orchestra and crew at Abbey Road. Thanks for making an incredibly difficult process seem effortless. Big kudos to my team and engineers, Peter Cobbin and Christy Whaley. Uh, so that's awesome. Last day. So yeah. 10 days, like we had mentioned before. And then, yeah, when he says, uh, when he says his team, he, uh -huh. he probably has some, some assistants who have helped him sort of get this together and maybe even write a little bit of the music maybe. And, um, mm -hmm. engineers, Peter and Kirsty, those are, you know, those are going to be, you know, music editors and 
on the on the mixing side. Yeah, of- uh, I believe. Yeah, I think I said Christy. My bad. It was Kirsty. <laughs> oh, you're read. good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the next one I have uh, from Cliff Masterson. Uh, is that the uh, he's a composer, arranger, conductor, producer from London? Um, so he's like, I'm not sure what was in those cupcakes. Actually, I guess I went out of order here. Uh, where is the uh, cupcakes? Here's some cupcakes. Socially distanced go. cupcakes. <laughs> Thanks to Michael Giacchino. Uh So you get some dinosaur napkins. That's about it. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing much That's going awesome. on here. But. Michael Giacchino is a stand-up guy. got got the crew some cupcakes, so yes. he got cupcakes. And then you don't know what's in those cupcakes, but uh, <laughs> there was definitely something a little strange going on in Studio One today at Abbey Road. Uh, cellists major scales. Okay, so this is a, a fun look. I like that the uh, you know this literally just arrived from Amazon. The guy opened the box and then passed out. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, passed all, oh out God. all these hilarious masks. These are too funny, and I uh, I hope there's at least a yeah a, a and portion of like, the movie. Yeah, it looks like um, the cellist on the right side of the photo there. She looks like she might have some green dinosaurs on her sweater going on there. Ooh, but, yeah, maybe yeah. This is this but is they all funny. have these great dinosaur masks on. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, not much going on here. You can see everybody on the left uh, has their masks on. I guess, you know, they're they're not wind instruments or anything like that. They're just, uh, you know, uh, strings. So they can do that. And, uh, you know, they've got their masks on here in the front. So everybody's good. Everybody's social distanced. It's all working out. Uh, yeah. I like it. I like the fun. I like that they're having some fun in the studio. <laughs> yeah, and the, I, a cool thing about, you know, recording during the pandemic is in a normal recording session setting, they, each instrumentalist wouldn't be quite that far apart. Mm-hmm. And so it, it gives the music a, a cool sound sort of, it gives, it makes it sound a little bit bigger to me, just stuff that I've heard. So well, that's cool. a, Yeah, that's interesting. I know we talked about like, you know, if they did install precautions, it would could potentially affect the sound, but I didn't think about spacing and how that might affect it actually too. Um, yeah, that's pretty interesting well, and Jacino I... talked about how in instead of maybe being in one room at Abbey Road, they were in two separate rooms to to be able to social distance. And so, hmm. you know, it's, they were able to get probably the same amount of musicians that they would normally have instead of cutting it down or something. But yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I I mean, I know we've heard a little bit, but like I, I can't wait to hear what that actually sounds like, you know, the produced versions because uh, every time one comes out, I always try to to like hear the room a little bit and just kind of, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I used to do that with the John Williams scores and just like you can hear like a, a, a seat crack or, or something like that or, you know, yeah. uh, just the sound of the room in general. It always I feel like it really you could tell it a lot more in the older tracks, uh, older scores um, yeah. versus the newer ones. But every now and then in a the newer one, you can you can still hear some stuff. Especially, yeah. you know, he um, likes to do those very soft moments, and that's when you typically can hear it. Oh yeah, in the in the Lost World score, I think it's in the end credits queue or something. There's you can definitely hear. I don't know if it's accidental or on purpose. I don't know, but you can definitely hear like a a, a string player's bow hitting the instrument or something. <laughs> it's like it's like crap. It's like whack, like really quickly. But yeah. I love that stuff, but I, though. It makes it feel real. It makes it feel like it's not just, oh, yeah. uh, you know, 
digital or something like that or, or created. It, it makes sounds, it feel uh, yeah. It, it makes it feel organic, like the older yeah. scores. And now, it, now it's like they have the technology's better, and they can mix and engineer mm-hmm. a lot more than they used to be able to. But yeah. yeah. So I think uh, the next one was actually the same picture. This was from Abbey Road Studios. Oh no, Velocicellists. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. made it into Studio One. I was like, how am I going to say this word? Velocicellist. It's not too bad. Uh, it's been an incredible 10 days at Abbey Road, and we welcomed uh, the Jurassic World Dominion team, which included uh, all those people uh, that we previously mentioned. So yeah. that picture again. I actually did want to point out that picture, too, again. If you look at, uh, you know, just a, a nice little thing. It says JW colon Dominion on there. So Ooh, yeah. Yeah. JW Dominion. It's not they're not referring to it as like Arcadia or anything like that. Uh it says by Michael Giacchino. So cool to see. Cool to see. Uh so that brings us to some really interesting stuff. And that is some finally some music. And 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 Michael Giacchino says, Well, the Jurassic World Dominion recording is done. Now it's time for the mix. I'll share something new with you soon. Wait. Soon, he's literally sharing it right now as as he tweets this. What does he mean? Um, <laughs> so, uh, I just want to play this real quick, and uh, hopefully, this doesn't uh, affect this too much. But we'll we'll take a listen. We got the uh, T Rex. <laughs> yeah, Tiki T Rex. It's a lost Dharma initiative. Yeah, go on ahead. That right what, what, score do you, what do you page, get? On that right score page, <clears throat> you can sort of... Oh there's three three lines of music there that stick out from the others. There, It's because there's more notes, mm-hmm. if you can see what I mean. So like about yeah. midway through the page, there's, there's a line with lots of notes, and then a little bit down from that, there's a line with sort of the same thing, and then one more line that's sort of the same thing. That's mm-hmm. that's probably the, the harp, and the piano and and maybe a string instrument doing the exactly that's 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 what i was gonna say that's got to be that that part because it's it's a iconic moment from like the jurassic world score that that lead in into this this portion of the jurassic world score because this is uh, it's fairly similar i mean it's you know it's the same kind of theme just carried over ends a little bit differently in this case but it really sounds um like i think nine nine to survival job uh <clears throat> from the original jurassic world um kind of ends that it, a, a very yeah, similar I, way at the beginning of this clip there's sort of there's a little like a little carryover from whatever the musical section was before whatever was happening mm-hmm. and then you go into the jurassic world theme but this i've thought that sort of since he shared this like this this feels like the word I would use is closure. Like that's what yeah. this music feels like to me. Cause it's not, it's not the entire Jurassic world theme. It's just sort of the first half of it. And then it's just, and it ends and it sort of, it feels like a fade out. It feels like a fade to black to me. Maybe <laughs> like does. we're, we're, we're off into the, I, I thought of the ending of Jurassic park, which is 
helicopter flying off into the sunset like this is this is walking off into the sunset maybe or, or something so yeah I, i'll say that right now we'll we'll go back and listen to this in a year and see but this feels like <laughs> the end of, this feels like it definitely could be the end of the movie for me yeah, and, and just think about that for a moment, because I had that same thought. I know we talked about this a little bit online uh, previously, but it, it feels like the end, and, and I'm thinking about that as the end of the saga, I guess you could say, because, you know, we've heard Truly. conversations. Yeah, we've heard yeah, conversations yeah. about, like, how this is, you know, it's the end, but also the start of something new in a way. But I, I don't know. Is It could be the end of a lot of these characters and stuff like that. So who knows? In my mind, I'm like, is this the last notes of the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World <laughs> saga? And then we move on to something else. You know, maybe it, where dinosaurs uh, are just free and, and people have to deal with that and it's other characters. I don't know. But that, yeah. that sticks with I, me feels, and, and it makes me think. It feels... Yeah, another word I, you know, I, I want to use this word carefully, but it feels a little bit somber to me. Yeah. On it, if I'm being honest, like it feels a little bit bittersweet. Like we, we have said, I mean, like you said, it's the end of the saga, but it's, it feels a little bit like we have said goodbye to something. Mm -hmm. And so <sighs> what that is, I don't know, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting like chills just thinking about it. Same I, here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just like a little teary eyed thinking about saying goodbye to whatever. I don't even know what it is, but I'm saying goodbye and it's making me sad. <laughs> but yeah. like, I think you're right. And I was I was trying to put my finger on it, too, because it doesn't sound like there's a ton of resolution here to me. It's not like it mm -hmm. ends in like a positive way. It just kind of sounds like it's just like, that's it. You know, that's. There you it's, go. There, there it it's is. It's saying you know? good. It's saying goodbye to something, but it's also sort of open ended, mm -hmm. like open to, you know, what is likely an open world. You know, yeah. Who who knows what happens next? Yeah, but I I definitely think that this could be you know, literally the final moments of the film. But you know, certainly there is the chance that like say for instance in Jurassic World where, you know, they do the whole. Uh, the the whole whatever that that uh place is where they're all at they're all like finding their families and getting help from doctors and stuff oh, yeah. like that and and then you know owen and claire are like well, so what do we do next and we'll stick together for survival or whatever so i feel like you know how that moment ends and it kind of i think it fades to black there and then fades back in it could be a moment like that too you know i guess it's mm -hmm. possible i'm trying mm -hmm. to think of how could this moment fit into a film because <clears> it does have that closure and that finality to it so it does feel like it is yeah. the end, but it could be, you know, the the closing of a scene and then they reopen. But I definitely feel like it's the end of the film. I feel like if I'm going to put my money down and bet on it, I feel like it's going to be the end. So <laughs> I do want to I want to listen. I'll go, to it again. I'll go in on that bet with. You, so. Yeah. And I don't think there's much, you know, we have we have the Tiki Rex, right? Uh, we have. What, what's is there a magnifying glass there's a magnifying glass there's you know i i like <laughs> yeah. to i like to sometimes think that these are not um not there by mistake you know a lot of these details no. um we've got the, every uh, everything in that everything in these photos and videos is there on purpose i mm -hmm. i promise <laughs> so. yeah 
And and kind of what I was talking about earlier with the Tiki Rex, which we've seen multiple times now, and it's in this video, it's focused on. Um, it, it just makes me wonder, is this, like, in my mind, I'm thinking about the end of the movie, and I'm thinking, is this a moment like the end of The Lost World, but in nature, where, you know, in, in you know, the in America somewhere, where we're getting a final shot of a t-rex or or something like that just in or just being natural you know in... fade fade out on you know just a gigantic landscape of dinosaurs everywhere living yeah. together yeah i do i do so, love that idea of like recreating the lost world ending because that to me is yeah. one of the most beautiful endings of of any of the Jurassic films probably my favorite ending out of all of them just how how you've got that beautiful music you've got um John Hammond just doing his whole spiel at the end of that movie it's so beautiful such a touching moment and then to see all these dinosaurs living together you know you've got herbivores and you've got carnivores all kind of just like doing their thing and it's such a beautiful moment and kind of, i'm kind of like reflecting that in this sound in this song um so hopefully, yeah i'm just hopefully that's the you same. just made me think about you just made me think about like if they were to somehow have a hammond voiceover at the end of this and how much <sighs> i would cry if that uh -huh. was <laughs> if that was a thing oh man but uh in the in the video that score sheet there's a lot I mean, it seems taller on the left and much shorter on the right. So, I mean, I, th I think they're, I mean, oh, yeah, they're either yeah, yeah. towards the end of that. They're either towards the end of that scorebook or they're towards the end of the score. So. <laughs> you know, that's that's why, why we're doing this, because you're right. You're absolutely right. It's it's giant on the on the left and then like nothing left on the right. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, that's not to say that there isn't anything after because there always is. You know, there's always the credit sequence, yeah. the credit score, and those are massive. Um, so who knows where that could be? But, um, yeah, but yeah I, I do like that that notice there. Um, well, and he says he says, I'll share something new with you soon. I hope. I hope and I think he means like maybe some new music that's not a not an already known theme or thing if he's able to do that mm. but I don't know. That that would be nice. Yeah, and I, I I'm not going to say that what Colin shares, which we'll take a look at next, is what he's talking about because I think he would share it, right? He's he's got something right. to share uh with us soon. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I want to take another listen here just because it's so good. Yeah, but you're right. Actually, I'm going to pause it there because it is lingering. And that is the moment where you get that like din, 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 from the piano and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it's a it's a pretty lengthy chunk of Nine to Survival Job. They they start that song off with like, you know, just kind of this piano arrangement. And then it cuts into that middle chunk where it's that piano just going back and forth for a little bit, like you just pointed out in the score. And then this this part of the movement so um but yeah there is a lingering beat there I just 
heard something new, which like there's just a little uh, tuned percussion instrument going. Yes, yes. Like, it was very. I was not even. Very I was gonna say it. I was gonna say it, but then I'm like, it was not even noticeable. I don't think anybody really could hear it, but it's there, and I, I heard but, it too. And it's it's so subtle. Like just every so often, you hear a little bit of, yeah. That is, that is ending material. Like, oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> it, it really is. But, and honestly, just listening to this snippet where he's panning out with his cell phone, it like makes me want to start like crying just thinking about the potential um so yeah i'm, I'm not afraid to say i will be in tears <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's too good so uh anything else any final thoughts on that track there or whatever that that snippet uh i mean i'm i'm really glad that jacchino loves that theme as much as many of us do and knows yeah. the the weight and the meaning that it has and that it's it's coming back and i i mean i'm sure that won't be the only time it's in the film but i'm oh, just no. glad it's back so yeah you know it's it's used to multiple different effects in jurassic world um you had mentioned mm -hmm. earlier the uh the helicopter sequence with claire and Mizrani, and that is a very upbeat you know with percussion just slaps all over the place and like and just yeah. very, you know, loud portions. And then, of course, uh, Journey to the Island, uh, right? That's the portion at the end of that song. Um, so there's a yes. lot of stuff in there, and it's very loud. And and that is in there. That that song, this what we just heard here from, from Michael Giacchino, is in that track as well. But it's just played a very different way, much more upbeat. So you can hear these things uh, throughout the scores. Yeah. There's the, there's the fanfare version that is like when Masrani and Claire and the helicopter, mm -hmm. there's the, you know, sort of, you know, if it's a scene that is, is beautiful or majestic, you know, sometimes there's just the piano version, honestly, or like, yeah. But also then if it's a, it's a somber or beautiful moment, it's, it's the more string heavy one, like in this video. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's that track. Um, as the Jurassic World turns from from Jurassic World is very interesting. There's so much in there, and sometimes it's just like I don't I don't what, what track is this? The, the, what uh, version of the the theme is this? What what theme is that? There's so much in there yeah. that sometimes it just boggles my mind, like how much is in that one track. So I, that I do love that. Is amazing. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I yeah I don't know. I I don't think he gets enough credit sometimes uh for his jurassic work it's it's so good you know everybody likes to focus on pixar stuff or spider-man or whatever the case is but like jurassic is his jurassic is so good um i agree <laughs> yeah i was this is a, a a tangent but i i was i was riding uh the peloton the other day and i picked a, a playlist uh, a riding playlist that was all disney music and in, towards the end of the ride so i'm riding I'm, I'm going very hard on on the bike um and at the end of this playlist towards the end is his themes for ellie from up and i'm like mm. you monsters how dare you put this on this bike <laughs> playlist because because it legit i had tears in my eyes as i'm biking and i'm trying to work out i'm like and michael giacchino wrote that and i'm like are you kidding me why did you do this to me and then it went into yeah. the lion king and i did not know how to how to process my emotions <laughs> at that time and i'm listening listening oh, to man. the circle of life and i'm like this is too much for me at the moment so. his uh 
his Jurassic cue that makes me cry is Volcano to Death. Okay. Um, Which and one? that's that's when everyone is on the Arcadia ship oh, pulling yeah. away from the island. Okay. And they have to leave the Brachiosaur behind. <sighs> yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like. Yep. <laughs> woo. Makes me cry. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I... I can't get enough of Fallen Kingdom score. It's just, it's incredible. Oh, oh, I it is incredible. I love it so much. And you know, I I'll I'll say this now, but I'll probably say it again. But like, I hope you know, Jurassic World was its own thing as far as score goes, and then Fallen Kingdom really built on that and got bigger. Mm-hmm. And I I really hope that in Dominion they just continue that build, and it's it's this massive thing. And so, and I, I think yeah. Be, but yeah yeah you know actually you mentioned the 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 share something new right like so far we've gotten a track that is very jurassic world centric this next track mm-hmm. i feel like is fairly falling kingdom like in, in its vibes you know falling kingdom was straight horror and 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 just loud and bombastic a lot of the time and and i think this next thing that was shared from colin trevorrow over on instagram was it feels in line with this, but I, so I kind of do want to hear what is next, what kind of what you're talking about. So this is wild. Um, this is from Instagram and this is Colin Trevorrow trying out <laughs> uh, Michael Giacchino's score for Jurassic world dominion. And he says it works and he's playing <laughs> souls three or something dark souls i uh, see i don't know what this game is. it's dark souls three yeah it's dark souls three i think yeah <laughs> i know tom jurassic right here was like i don't know what this is and i'm like i don't know either i just didn't admit it until now um so i know people were ripping him for not knowing so i didn't know either tom um but uh yeah canadian duck 31 says dark souls three um looks like a fun game and it looks like a scary game, right? I'm, I'm assuming. Um, mm-hmm. So let's kind of hear how, how this track works. It works. It works. Oh, that's good. It, it, oh, it's like, so good. It, it takes so i just said you know it kind of rep resembles fallen kingdom but like it takes what you heard in fallen kingdom and takes it to like level 100 and just like you know through yeah. the roof in a way it's just straight terror my god <laughs> <sighs> it so at the beginning there it's sort of just like some percussion and strings and heart the harp glissing like going up straight up the scale like uh-huh. like but then it like when i was listening to this it it blew me away like because it kept building like kept adding some yeah. like more percussion comes in and then low brass comes in like but then like <laughs> uh sounds like to me like french horns and perhaps some trombones come in and do some rips which is what that rip, okay rip, which is what that is and like that's just like this is so good this is this moment whatever it is whatever it is is like it's gonna be like terrifying whatever it is um yeah and just because it's so like out out 
it feels like maybe it's like you know gigantic dinosaur shows up and it's and it's terrifying and it's take maybe it's taking steps or something and we're we're christian going yeah. in this moment or it's you know it's, it's a terrifying death scene or or something like that like that is just dry i mean it feels that the music there is probably not the whole thing it's probably longer than that and so oh, maybe yeah. it's like a death scene that is drawn out or something like because it feels like it's just like this horrifying thing that probably the characters are having to watch or that they're seeing, but yeah. Yeah. It, it is just, just, I, I have no words for it. It's just out of control. And to me, I, 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 don't I know want if, you to play it again. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's play it again. Cause I, I want to talk about it. Too. Oh, So yeah, the, the, that's the horn rip thing that I was talking about, but yeah, it's so good. It, it, you know, it works for whatever, you know, this game is. Um, so I feel like this could work like in a, like a Lord of the Rings battle sequence at like Helm's Deep (laughs) or something like that. You know, it, it feels like it could work in that sort of instance. Um, when I, when I first hear it and when I'm listening to it again, um, it reminds me, see, I don't know, have, I'm trying to think back to like the big dinosaur moments in the scores. I don't know that we've really gotten like this bombastic like moment uh, with the scores for or the the themes for like the bigger dinosaurs. It reminds me a lot of the smallest of of dinosaurs. It's like the Compies or the Velociraptors. <laughs> like that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting from it. You know, because the yeah. when you think about the Compies, there's you know kind of very similar like rips and stuff like that like you were mentioning but with like piccolos and things like that i, I think right so um mm-hmm. just yeah. the the flutes I, or whatever it's just so piercing in that sense but also it does yeah. have that heft to it so you, i don't think you're wrong but i it's 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 got a, a right. lot of no, heft to well, it i i think it's probably more likely like a a horrifying moment than a big dinosaur probably it's just, I think there are a lot of things that I could say here, but like, I think maybe like, you know, like I was saying, the, the scores have built to this film and they're, they're bigger now. And this feels just huge and epic. Just this yeah. tiny moment just feels massive. And so like the two other like Jurassic score moments come to mind. And the first one is what you were saying, which is the compy death in the lost world. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, all the high wind instruments, piccolo flute, everything else, they're just like flailing all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And to me, to me, that's always sort of personified the compies because they're like squeaking and chirping and all over the yeah. place. And the music is sort of copying them, but it's terrifying. And, but the other moment that comes to mind is when, uh, Owen and the other park employees sort of look up at the Indominus Rex when it's about okay. to like chase them out of the paddock. Okay. Cause that moment is like, is it sort of resemble sort of resembles this as far as like big, like, but also it has like the harp glissing up like, like, so okay. it reminds me of that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think I could hear that as well. I actually would love. But God, like, sorry, no, uh, like in the Indominus moment that I was just talking about, there's not this, which is like the like that. That's not really in the Indominus moment. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think this that lends itself to this more being like a, a horrifying thing that people are witnessing. But yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I kind of want to take this, you know, few second uh, little theme here and just like overlay it to different moments in the Jurassic franchise. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, like, uh, like Jurassic Park three, when, when they're in that lab and the Velociraptor is like attacking them, I feel like it could work well. in like that kind of scenario or, uh, you know where this would fit. Where's that? This would fit when the Spinosaurus comes out and grabs Cooper and hits the plane. <laughs> if, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it because it, that's a totally different musical take on uh-huh. that scene, because I think the score there is is very different from this, if I remember correctly. But I think this would be fun there. <laughs> it would be. But there's a lot of like movement to this this track right it's it's constantly got the percussion in the background just going boom 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 like just constantly beating so i feel like them getting into the plane and rushing getting that thing taken off and then just clipping you know the spino there that would be that would be a lot of fun um yeah but yeah i would love to hear it like over the indoraptor or something is definitely longer than like what we're hearing here so like oh yeah i feel like it's a it's a whole scene of this kind of mood, but yeah, it's so good. I want to hear it again. Let's let's. Play it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love how so... Trevor like tried his best to time it with the footsteps. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. He's he's marching in time there. Yeah. <laughs> another another perspective of this is like you know just in relation to this this character marching into something with his sword and his shield like i don't know like and i don't know i don't know much about dark souls 3 or if this character is a hero or villain or or what but like (laughs) maybe maybe this musical moment is whoever a villain character is in dominion Maybe they've they've done something that is maybe maybe they've killed somebody. Maybe they've done something that is just unspeakably bad and horrifying. Yeah. And it's like characters having to witness that. But yeah, yeah, I like that idea of like like this guy. Like yeah, we have no idea if this is trying to be like evocative of whatever is happening. Uh, I you, we probably it's probably not. But like to think about like some sort of like marching into battle or, or preparing for something big. Like you're saying, this is obviously a bigger, you know, theme and, and, and part of a score. So I could imagine like it kind of starts off slow with that percussion, just boom, 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 just, you know, continually building and building and building to, to yeah. get to like whatever, you know, the, the encounter is that could be really, really awesome to hear. Oh, man, I want to play. Absolutely. Video it's, games it's, I think it's going to be really effective. <laughs> yeah yeah all right let's do, roll it one more time it's it's too good it's it's so good oh. that percussion is really subtle 
like you don't at least me like i don't notice it every time but like it's there it's like like <laughs> you know it, that's it, it has it's good it has like 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 volume or room to it in a way like where it feels like not because the lost world is very heavy with the the percussion and 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 stuff like that like where it feels like it's mm-hmm. jungle vibe and stuff like that i wouldn't say it's exactly that here it is again like there is a lot of reverb to it in the back you can kind of hear it like has space and volume um but it's so subtle but i so yeah. it kind of makes me think of a jungle atmosphere in a way because that's like the the main time that that has ever been used is is in this wild and, and we you know one of yeah. the things i feel like everybody kind of wants to hear is more of the lost world return in a way um mm-hmm. so that that kind of that makes me happy to hear like <clears throat> that sort of percussion continuing on here yeah i mean you know i've speculated a lot so i'm gonna cover my speculation basis but like <laughs> You were talking about the image, the image that was teased, and with with the engine cart and the, the look like a laboratory or whatever it was, and like maybe that's in the past. Probably, I mean, it seemed like it was like a, an old place, uh-huh. and so like you know, if the reason I'm spe- going to speculate to what I'm going to say is because this music <laughs> reminds me of sort a little bit of the open the opening music in fallen kingdom when it's really like it's really sort of jarring and so Mm -hmm. you know the last speculation i'll make is maybe (laughs) this music is over some sort of terrifying opening to the film and maybe it has to do with a flashback that is where that image was on on sorna or something like and it's this wild terrifying thing but yeah i don't know (laughs) i i think i think you're on to something i think with our brains combining and just like hashing this out i think we've really narrowed it down and gotten to it that was that was (laughs) that was pretty spot on i think i'm gonna say that's spot on because you know we've we've wondered and and you know obviously there's you see that image and it is from the past. I mean, there's no denying that, I don't think, at this point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like flashbacks are are there for certain. So mm-hmm. when I was talking about the jungle vibe, obviously something felt a, a little off because fr- from everything else that we've seen, there shouldn't be a jungle vibe in this movie, you know? Uh, right. So that is that is a, a perfect opportunity to to go back to to Nublar and, and or to like honestly I feel like if they are to do a flashback I feel like I've said this a billion times on the podcast but I feel like it has to be like to recover that 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 canister the Barbasol can you mm-hmm. know at the moment that Dennis Nedry died so we're not waiting too long for the coolant <laughs> chamber maybe coolant chamber the... still intact yeah, maybe this is the horrifying moment that they find Nedry's body or something. Yes, like, I mean, honestly, how amazing would that be? Is like, you know, that you would have, be incredible. <laughs> like, you have like uh, Doctor Wu is like the backup or something to this situation. Like, Dennis Nedry knew he was going to fail. You knew that guy wasn't going to get the job done, so he's the backup yeah. or somebody's the backup, and they they they're 
taking their Jeep through the jungle and you hear this doom, 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 just this jungle vibe. And then like they come across a big Dilophosaurus, an adult Dilophosaurus, not the little one, oh, not the man. not the, the, the brother, you know, <laughs> yeah. smaller brother or whatever. Um, and then you see that that Jeep just up on the ridge and it's like, you know, a, a decaying uh, oh, Dennis man. Nedry is inside and they uncover the, the, oh. the canister and they take it back to the boat and they get off the island. And uh, yeah, that, I, I could see that, you know, that would be amazing. That would be so incredible. <laughs> now I've got chills just, oh. just thinking about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, we're doing, we're doing bad things here. <laughs> we're, we're doing bad things. I feel like getting, getting everybody hyped for probably situations that might not occur, <laughs> But like, yeah, it's still fun to dream. It's still a little fun to dream, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So what, um, what do you want from Jurassic World Dominion? We've kind of talked a little bit about that, but like what other kind of vibes and, and stuff do you want from, from Dominion? We got a little sample, very small sampling, but like, what do you, what do you think you, you want out of this film uh, score wise? Score wise, I, you know, I like, I love both Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom scores, but Fallen Kingdom is just a whole other thing for me. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I adore that score. I listen to it all the time and it's, it's, it took what Giacchino did in Jurassic World and just dialed it up to a thousand um and before fallen kingdom came out jacchino said in an interview or something that fallen kingdom score was like if wagner and stravinsky had a ba- had a musical baby yeah and to put that in a layman's context um wagner and stravinsky are composers in the classical music world, the orchestral music world who are known for their styles, like apart from everyone else, Stravinsky's Stravinsky also definitely influenced like the first Jurassic park score because his music is just insane, wild all over the place. It does not feel coherent. It does not feel like pleasant. It's just, (laughs) It's just crazy. Um, and it, his music is often under, you know, it's under in, in certain things it's under like satanic rituals or it's under like people dancing around fires or just, (laughs) I mean, just wild, wild things. And so, but Wagner is, is known for his, he's known for his orchestral stuff, but he's really known for his opera stuff. And, but all of it is just, absolutely massive grand gothic dark yeah stuff and so fallen kingdom definitely feels like those two things had a baby it's grand it's gothic it's dark but it's also just like wild and crazy and all over the place at times like mm-hmm. you can be hard-headed it's just it's all over the place because it's sticky hitting it's, people yeah it's literally like, psycho just being you know stabbing and stabbing <laughs> yeah exactly and like um so what I want out of Dominion score wise is like more building on top of what we've already had. 
mm-hmm. like and i know that's gonna that is gonna happen i you know but yeah you know we're gonna have the the beautiful jurassic moments that are you know pleasant and smooth but i also want more of what was in fallen kingdom which is the grand huge dark stuff and the the wild and crazy massive stuff as well like i just want more more on top of what we've already had (laughs) so yeah i want i I guess you know you could say i want more of the the horror stuff that fallen kingdom brought us i i would love more of that for sure yeah i've i've been very hooked on the horror elements recently of fallen kingdom and uh other things and um and uh that score just it's something that i have been listening to a lot recently and it's just it's everything i I love i love that turn from what we know as jurassic you know what what they've always been scary right they've always had elements of horror but not this kind of horror like this is like you were saying gothic uh you know elements of uh, frankenstein dracula you know anything mm-hmm. bernard herman just like slapped on a screen and it's just like oh my god this is horrific and that it's so drastically different that one theme which we showcased earlier is just so pleasant and so nice to listen to so soothing and then this thing just every everything that that is not it's just horrifying um so i really do yeah, as well I, I hope they take that turn into into more horror yeah, well, and I think, like, something Fallen Kingdom also did is, like, the orchestra just feels bigger, too, mm. than a, just a little bit than Jurassic World. It feels big in Jurassic World, but then Fallen Kingdom, it just feels even bigger somehow. It's just, ma- yeah. feels massive. And so, like, I, for- I want that massive feeling to carry on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in these teases we've gotten, it feels like it is, but, yeah. From the moment that, like, Fallen Kingdom shows what it is and, and just says like, Hey, here's the title sequence. Here's the lava flowing with the logo Jurassic world fallen kingdom that you could tell how big it is at that moment. You're like, Oh my God, this is the biggest that Jurassic has ever sounded. It's, mm-hmm. it's incredible. So, Oh yeah. I wonder if we'll get a, a title sequence like that. Cause that, that was very different, you know, than before yeah. this, this film just I, randomly popped that in. I feel like, uh, you know, Trevorrow has the way I feel like he likes to do it, which is cool with, you know, uh, the original Jurassic World, the title card is a little different than Mm -hmm. before. And so and then Fallen Kingdom was completely (laughs) out of this world, like lava running over a actual stone logo like that was crazy. And so I feel like like maybe they'll Trevorrow will do his thing, but like Mm -hmm. maybe they'll like pay homage to how the title cards have been in the past or something. But. Yeah, that would be interesting since it is kind of uh, a mashup of, you know, the franchises in a way, like the old and the new. Maybe mm-hmm. reverting to something old again could be interesting. Um, but I feel like I feel like these Jurassic World movies cannot go without doing the the quiet piano moment that you get in the mm-hmm. visitor center, which is that like old Jurassic park theme just on the piano very slowly very softly um you get that in the the old visitor center and then you also get it in fallen kingdom in the uh basement of lockwood manor where they're like next to the uh triceratops talking about do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur um i feel like 
you got to go three for three, right? Like I feel like it has Absolutely. to be here somewhere. Um, yeah. It, where would uh, that be? Under that, uh, under the scene in Jurassic Park three, when Ellie's talking to Alan, and you've got the the really the really sweet nostalgic Jurassic Park theme on piano, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I that it's. I mean, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's a little too on the nose if if it happens this way. But I feel like it can. Like when when the old cast is when they come back or when they see each other or when Alan and Ellie see each other, like that is the perfect moment to do that. Um, yeah, just that's gonna be like in the history of cinema. That's gonna be like a huge deal. Yeah, that moment. So like that that would be the perfect moment for that sort of instrumentation and that yeah. Theme. So that man that gets me so hyped. You you just said like in the history <laughs> uh, in the history of cinema like that is like you're right. Like I mean uh, how, how I don't know how they reintroduce these characters without it being like a superhero pose like moment like in you know uh, Age of Ultron <laughs> when all the superheroes just like go into the battle and they they do that slow-mo shot like how do you get these characters, you know, together? I don't know, but like maybe that's that track that we were just talking about, which is, I think it's unreleased officially, on both scores. Maybe, is it on Fallen? It might be on Fallen Kingdom. I forget. It might be on Fallen. Which Kingdom. one? That that track that they use in the old visitor center and um, in the. Oh the yeah, basement. it's it's on the extended. Is it on score, both extended? But it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably it's not on like the official release, though. Yeah, I so. feel like maybe, maybe that's Alan for granted. That could be, that could be a nice moment to put that in there. Totally. You know? I, and the reason that makes sense is because, like, that's to me, like, that's the Jurassic Park theme. And so, like, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park is absolutely associated with Alan, especially with Ellie yeah. and with Ian. So it it makes sense. Like you don't Yeah. You don't need to write a new theme for them. Like No, no not really, yeah. And it, it would be kind they, of weird to They like, are Jurassic a new one. Park. They Yeah, they they are Jurassic Park. Like mm-hmm. and so that theme yeah. goes it goes with them. So Yeah, I would say like Ian maybe less so because he's kind of like He's a little different than, yeah. than the other two, but like I could definitely see Alan and Ellie, or you know, somebody Alan, you know, and and her just talking together in that track underneath, and you know, yeah, her, I mean, you her could, saying uh, "I took you for granted" or something, you know, it's just that would be a beautiful <laughs> moment. <laughs> Maybe I mean you know that that would totally work. I mean, you and you could also you could pull something. I don't know that this is this will happen, but. Like you could pull something from the Lost World score and score and associate it with Ian. Yeah, like because that that would totally make sense. And but. he he actually has like his own theme. This is called Malcolm's Journey. Like it's so it's it's part yeah. of that movie. It's part of that island. It it feels like you know it feels very Ian. So, and I feel like yeah. we're gonna get a moment of Ian talking about what happened on Isla Sorna, like. It's got, it's got to come up. He's got to say like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I've made this mistake. I, I went to that Island and it was terrible. You know, something Mm -hmm. like that. And 
So, it, you know, I feel like we're going to get Ian talking about Sorna, but yeah, from the moment that Jurassic World came around and and there was like some sort of out of context quote or something like that that made everybody kind of assume that Jurassic Park 3 and and The Lost World didn't exist in this timeline anymore. Mm-hmm. Um if they did something in this movie to kind of like say, "Hey guys, obviously it's it's really been a part of it the whole time uh you, mm-hmm. to have somebody talk about that or to have malcolm's journey you know obviously there was a little bit of the lost world in jurassic world right there wasn't anything mm-hmm. in fallen kingdom but it did come through there in that movie um and then of course it did come through again in battle at big rock at the very end not yeah. not technically in in the i guess sort of but like in the credit sequence basically um so is that an outlier to actually get this Jurassic World, uh, I'm sorry, Lost World score returning? Or do you think, like, there's a chance? I mean, these dinosaurs technically, think, like, it could be a wild yeah. theme where, like, dinosaurs are in the wild. Uh, mm-hmm. So instead of just a Sorna theme, which I know you can just associate it with Sorna, I guess, but, like, I tend to think of it are, yeah. as dinosaurs are loose, dinosaurs are <clears> wild. <throat> that's how I, you know, tend to look at it. No, I, I and I definitely think that's how they want people to look at it based on like the very bold choice of putting it in the credits of Battle of Big Rock with dinosaurs yeah. roaming free and chasing people. Like yeah. that's what this that's that's what that theme like is in a way now. Like yeah. and I, I hope they stick with that. But like um yeah, I mean I don't think it's I don't think it's an outlier at all. I think it could definitely happen and I think it this this film is now now the time that it makes sense for it to yeah. happen. So and Jakino wrote the music for the Lost World video game. Like he he knows all <laughs> of this stuff. And you know, Trevor had the quote a while back. It was months ago, but he's or maybe it was like two or three months ago, maybe, but he was like, I hope, you know, parents will buy their kids the box set of all six movies, like when when this comes out so i mean i i really feel like they're willing and going to like include all sorts of things from all the films so yeah yeah well i feel like we uh we definitely covered everything (laughs) we i feel like we definitely (laughs) got it all from all of these movies and all of these uh recent updates you know maybe in the meantime there'll be some more and, and and maybe we'll have to cover it but uh any any yeah. final thoughts before we head out of here? Uh, I you know hype for Dominion is building, and uh, yeah, I mean it's a, and it's only gonna go up from here. I mean, toys are gonna start to come out and teases and trailers in the fall and way later this year, and so I'm just like couldn't be more excited for like where we're headed, and it's it feels like it's starting like. Yeah. Camp Cretaceous is coming out this weekend and it's just gonna <laughs> gonna go up and continue and build from there. So I'm I'm excited. Can't wait. Well, thank you so much uh for coming back and for you know, finally we got this thing rolling again. Dinosaur. Yeah, man. We it's, uh, it's back. <laughs> now that we've now that we've, you know, got a start, let's let's do it yeah. regularly. Yeah. <laughs> so. And and this is exactly like you know what we planned is like I had no notes. I don't think you had any notes. We just kind of like I, rambled I on notes. and talked some scores and <laughs> yeah. really just ironed it out. And I think we got we got to some uh, some good stuff there. So uh, as we head out, why don't you let people know uh, where they can find you online? 
yeah so on all social media i'm at caleb composed um and you can listen to my music and see a bunch of other stuff at calebburnettmusic.com so awesome thanks a lot and dude. uh go uh, go watch beyond the gates <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yes well we'll have to talk about that some sometime we've already been going yeah, for like an hour and a half here but yeah i want to talk about that sometime. let's take a, take another episode or something and talk about it. <laughs> awesome thanks man all right thanks thanks for having me Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks goes out to Caleb uh, for joining me. Man, it feels like it was, well, it definitely was like a few months back now uh, to talk about Jurassic World Dominion score. I am so excited for more reveals, for more information. Uh, It's such an interesting thing. It's one of the major things that is released for me that gets me very, very hyped. Anytime a score is teased or uh, or we get the score itself on the film release day, that is one of my favorite things ever. Right there next to the film release itself. I love getting new music and I love analyzing it and, and getting to the bottom of what it means because it's more than just sounds in the background. There's actually so much context there and so much to dive into. So I'm glad we finally have Dino Score back to take a look at those scores themselves and, and to, to get to the bottom of what everything means. So thank you again to Caleb and thank you so much to everybody for listening to this episode. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in uh, every week. It really means so much to myself and, of course, all of the contributors here at the show. You guys keep this thing running, you keep it going, and it means a lot to each and every one of us. So thank you. Stay safe out there, guys. Uh, Make sure to be kind to everybody you interact with. That is the most important thing. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again, and I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Take it away. Saddle up, let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, Toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website, or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.